Stay tuned for a special presentation. Stick to sports. The stick to sports era is officially over. <laughs> And now for something completely different. Wow, a song named after a girl. There aren't a million of those already. Name 20. Rosanna, Roxanne, Michelle, Allison, Sarah, Angie, Brandy, Mandy, Gloria, Cecilia, Maggie Mae, Jessica, Nancy, Barbara, Ann, Billie Jean, Layla, Lola, Polly, Helena, Jenny from the block. Name six more. Sherry, Laura, Wendy, Maria, Peggy Sue, Minnie the Moocher. Name five more. Tracy, Jean, Jane, Mary Ann, Eleanor Rigby. Go yourself. Life is much more than just sports, you know? So I've decided to dedicate Wednesdays here on the Zabecast to, well, something completely different. A totally off-road, not a thing to do about sports, mostly one topic, deep, deep dive that I hope you enjoy. In fact, last week's gun episode with my brother and his lawyer friend, John, was a huge hit. And I got so much feedback, I can't even begin to share that feedback here. But thank you, everybody who sent me feedback. If you don't like these type of something different podcasts, you can happily take a day of load management, and we'll see you back here on Thursday. But while I've got you today, today was Ladies' Day inside the Free Hugs and Candy Van, a.k.a. the Mobile Strike Studios, as I bought lunch For two women in the sports media business who I think are studs, TV host, anchor, and reporter Carol Maloney, formerly of NBC4, formerly of NBC Sports Washington, has done a ton of stuff. I've known her for 20 years now, along with Britt Giroli, who is of The Athletic and covers the Baltimore Orioles and Major League Baseball. I had not yet met Britt in person, although we had done some radio interviews in the last couple of months. And it was a total pleasure. Now, Carol is currently off the air. She's lost four broadcasting gigs in the last four months due to the pandemic. Notably, her daily radio show on a competing station here in D.C., AM 630, in which Andy Polin, who you know from Tuesdays on this podcast, was essentially her sidekick. Andy survived. Carol did not. The business is rough. Carol is amazing, though, and in my humble opinion is going to be back before she knows it. She is a sharp, bright light of Iowa girl positivity and a former jock, still a jock, and has a great sense of humor, which you will hear. Britt, meanwhile, I'm just getting to know, and I think she's as good a baseball writer as there is in the country. And one of the notable few women who write primarily in the business. So do please subscribe to The Athletic DC, The Athletic, to read her work. She does excellent work. So what's a guy like me to do but to lure two good-looking sportswomen into the van with the promise of a free lunch at Coastal Flats in Tyson's Corner afterwards? And yes, there was lots of sports in here, but there was also a good discussion of just how far women have come covering sports in the media and the crazy shit that still happens, which opened even my eyes, which you may never hear about. So sit back and enjoy Ladies' Day in the van. This is why you're still married, is that you tell her ahead of time, and before, when we work together, you would say, I can't just go out to lunch with just you after work. I'd be like, why? And you're like, I need a chaperone. Andy, come on with us. Because I get it now. I get it because you just have to be respectful of someone. And in this business, when you're put together, you don't want to be you know, caught in a room together well, and I, have rumors flying. I do think Andy, <laughs> you and Andy would go to lunch together. Yeah. I don't think two of us. I don't think that's appropriate. How, Brittany, how, you're you're newly listen, married, Britt. I, I am newly married, but I'm always down for a free meal. It depended on No, but do you think her do you think her having lunch with Andy Poland, my former radio co host? Well, yes. we're both married. Both married alone, unchaperoned. Do you think lunch. that's cool? Yes. Lunch. Yes. Lunch, wow. yes. Dinner, lunch? drinks. <laughs> as you get later, it gets like more shady. Yeah. <laughs> like you can meet someone for coffee, fine. If yeah. you meet them for like Drinks at night? Okay, the the shady meter. Yeah, because no, because right? nobody's ever had sex during the day. 
God. Listen. <laughs> no one's had a nooner. <laughs> the, uh, getting naked with uh, my coworkers has never crossed my mind. Until now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you, well, at least the coworkers at our shop, why would you? Don't blame you. I'm just going to stay silent on this. You, you were the yeah. best looking one that ever came through the door. I was the only woman there for the longest I know. time. There's no women in radio in general. Though. I wanted to start with that, Brittany, because I saw... I forget where it shook out some story. I think there's a story about, was it in The Athletic, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. About why are there not very many, if any, women in sports radio? My first thought was, why would you want to be? <laughs> it is such a low form of media. It is just, I say, it's one step above banging empty plastic buckets on the corner of a street begging for change. So <laughs> It's a nasty, awful business. And if you're a woman who's you know, smart, sharp, and on the ball like you gals are, and good-looking, why waste it on radio? As much as I want to talk about good-looking and stuff, I have to ask you, why is your voice cracking? It's because I've blown it out doing too much uh, radio. Okay. I shouldn't be doing this. Okay, okay. Just, Do you have a voice so coach ask, you could send me to? I had to ask hot tea and honey. I know. And you need to just take breaks when you're not at work. Okay, go on. So I let's know. talk about us being But so I, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm <laughs> to get a doctor to look at it. See, my, my wife's been like, go get a doctor to look at it. And I'm like, well, they're going to tell me to take two weeks off. I don't, I don't have that luxury. I not had right now. just, I'm sorry to take a left turn. This okay. is probably why my show was canceled. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I know when this happened to me, they did take, tell me to take three days off because I had days. nodes and I had to make sure that they weren't cancerous. Yeah. And wow. three days off yeah. of absolutely not even whispering, Zabe. That's not yeah. any Whispering's better. bad for you. Yeah. And, I, and, and then I learned different ways to use my voice and it. it's been fine ever since. It's not the same. Okay. But you've misused your voice and your vocal cords I... at best. And you do just need a little rest. So, okay. And some Will you call my boss? I will. I, w- I mean, you can do it. You just need a rest when you're not at work. Tell your wife you're not talking. <laughs> She'll be like, thank you, God. Is this no what it more. took? <laughs> you can't just all ver- nonverbal communication skills. Okay, all right. back to us being back so good to looking. Women, back to women <laughs> in sports radio. It's a great question. I wish, Brittany, there were more full-time women in sports radio. Yeah. But it's an interesting medium. It's evolved a lot over the years, and everyone's idea of what sports talk radio is or should be is different. Me, I look at it, Carol, like pro wrestling. You got to get in there. You got to take a bump. You got to give a bump. It's all for fun. It's all for the show, but it's rough and tumble. I obviously have a different take as someone who's hosted two different (laughs) runs as a host of a show. Just now I had my own show uh, the Carol Maloney show, and I, I wasn't even the voice of authority in my own show because it's something about the tone of a woman's voice that men just don't want to hear. And you're, and not, I, I, by the way, I was, not all men, by the way, right? Okay, not all men. I don't mean to put them all in the same category. And I was laid off because of the pandemic. And before the pandemic, things were going well. I had a lot of support from the station ESPN six thirty. At the time, though, of layoffs, I'm the first to go, uh, and I think it's an easy. Uh, decision for them because uh, it was going to be a project to get someone a female voice in the nation's capital. I think I was one of only, not even, maybe the only local, one of the only local sports talk radio hosts in the country, not national, not podcast, right? Right. So um, I found that it's a very hostile environment. I came with my claws every day. Uh, I, I, I love sports talk radio. I know I can handle how, myself. How with so anyone. hostile? Andy Host- was Andy hostile to you? Yeah, I, Andy was hostile. Oh, uh, I talk to him. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just the way he's always <laughs> done it. He was hostile. I didn't take it personal. He was hostile to me. He was hostile to everyone he's ever worked with. That's just the shtick of sports talk radio. <laughs> yeah, but Andy, but is. Andy is prickly by nature. You've that seen Andy and I together. But he was my sidekick, so I could put him in my pla- in his place, even though right. he's a legend in sports talk radio. His, eh, his role on my his... in his own mind, legend. <laughs> don't over don't oversell him. His role in my show was was my choice of just to be a right. sidekick. They wanted me to do two hours by myself, and I thought I can't even talk for two hours by myself and have interesting conversation. <laughs> I need to yes. bounce off somebody. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think. Like you said, I've heard a lot about tone. People don't want to hear females that have opinions. I also think... I do. Yeah, I, as long as they don't suck. Many female opinions are far superior to we, the male opinions. We come opinions. with facts. That's true, but we here's... We don't just throw S around. Yes. We need facts. We need thoughtful takes. Yes. 
And I think a lot of times sports radio is similar like a comment section, right? Where you just have like guys and people who like to argue with each other and oh, yeah. they don't necessarily for whatever reason, it seems like women automatically don't have the credibility of a man. Yeah. Right? You didn't play the sport. Did Neither did I. Exactly. Just because you're a male, does that mean you played the sport? Carol, I'd say me and you are more athletic than most, if not all, of the media. Carol's a baller. Are you an athlete, so, Britt? Yes. Did you, I was what, a college you... swimmer at Michigan State. Oh, nice. Yeah. And now I power lift, and last year during the World Series, went to Ireland for the you World Powerlifting Championships. do power lift. Yes. I, when I did a quick Google search just to get some <laughs> photos for the Jumbotron here in the Mobile Strike Studio, one of them came up as you power lifting, and I'm like, that's incorrect. That's and I hurt. just, I literally breezed right by it. There's some photos in your image search on Google, Uh-oh. Carol Maloney, Uh-oh. that are definitely not you. Really? Oh, McHenry yes. Britt comes up as me a couple times because when all that stuff went down with Britt McHenry, Uh-oh, that my oh, Twitter yeah. feed got blown up because she's blonde and her Twitter name is Britt and so is mine. Right. And so I got a lot of hate and someone actually picked up an article about all the people who were saying mean things to me, thinking I was Britt McKenna. Oh, <laughs> man. Did you forward them to her? Or did you say, oh, bless uh, I was like, heart. yeah, it's enough. Whatever. Uh, 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 all right. This is, is, oh, boy. Is putting the, this the is image. live gonna, right now. <laughs> he's putting the tell photos me, up. Tell me when is this, this pops up. We're going to be, this is like deal or no oh, deal. Wow. Okay, oh, Carol. Oh, my gosh. You look at this one it. right here. Do you think that's you right there? Oh, you don't Can't. know that picture? I have wow. no idea why that's up. That's Inez, what's her name? Who, who got cares? Inez, Inez Signs. Yes. Carol, keep yeah. that in your Google, though. That's a nice photo. Carol Maloney <laughs> picks. Post them here, please. please. If, I had, <laughs> if I had five surgeries, my behind would not look like that. Oh, no. I mean, I, I definitely would report a- some of these, but not that one. Yeah, that one. I hope people think that's me. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. Carol's no. doing um, those lunges. So, the, so, so there, there are some random pics that pop up, and I'm like, "That's what? not Carol. I know that." Yeah. yeah. That's so anyway, I'll it, take that one down. What the hell is that? <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, I don't like that one. Oh my gosh, that's an angry old lady. That's the thing. I was so happy when um, Bill Hess called and asked. That's if the I'm one like, you don't like, right? That one, yeah, I hate that one. That's a terrible one. They got to do a better one than that. Um, I've had some really bad photos <laughs> taken of me, publicity photos. When Bill but that's not called, hard to I was do. so happy not to have to get ready every day <laughs> yes. and do sports talk radio, not to worry about how I looked and makeup and stuff. Oh, because yeah. the, best the older I get, the more lighting and makeup is so important to me yeah. <laughs> on, on air, but not, not in real life. So yeah. female lead in sports radio is a tough mountain. Uh, but I think it'll be summited at some point. Once upon a time, there was the fabulous sports babe, Nancy Donnellan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're old enough to remember yes. her. And since then, there hasn't been that, I don't want to say it sound like a record producer, but a female act that has risen to the top of the charts. Right. Well, I think what you have to do is you have to get buy-in everywhere and you have to say... Similar to the Yankees with Susan Waldman, who does their radio. And, yes. And they basically... When they put her in, it was not popular, and they they decided they were keeping her in no matter what, and she's become a legend and a pioneer. Yeah. What year was that? Um, God, I feel like 20-plus years ago, wow. at and, least. And how about the fact she can sing? She's yeah, a she's terrific. She's yeah. terrific. opera singer. Um, yeah. Someone the who's New a mentor. York fucking Yankees. Yes. How about that? So you have to, I think, say, like, Carol Maloney's our person. We're keeping her in there. I don't care. Pandemic, budget cuts. We're sticking with Carol until we're putting her on the radio. People are not going to like her at first for no other reason than the fact that she's female. But we are going to keep her on, and you are going to get used to it. And over time, you're going to be like, Carol knows what she's talking about. Like, I like listening to Carol. I hope. Um, I also found that on a local level, the AM station, right, where it's so macro-focused, and the advertisers know exactly who they're uh, getting their message delivered to. That would be micro. I'm sorry, micro, thank you. Micro-focus, and they know exactly. It's so narrow. And so if the audience expands, because... 
women aren't actually listening to sports talk radio either, or at least calling in as much as they could or should, because we make up almost half of the audience for any of the sports out there. But the reason they're not feeling welcome as listeners first is if you listen to any of the ads that would be played, yeah. whether it's, it's testosterone. Yes, they're male it's ads. Viag- yeah, yeah, yeah. Penis yeah, yeah. They're uncomfortable ads. Because uh-huh. imagine that you get a bigger audience than those, those advertisers aren't even – you get it. They'll get a bigger, uh, a, a bigger rate to advertise there without getting to the message the people they want. To. But it's like a shrimp boat. We're not fishing for bass. We're we're, yep. we're shrimping. Yep. That that sports radio is geared towards catching the men mm-hmm. in volume, directly and selling the shit out of that to men. Yes. It's a nice idea, Carol, that you're thinking there is this huge audience of untapped women out there that I would listen do. to sports radio. I, do. I don't think women listen to sports radio in the numbers they watch football or yes. watch baseball. I agree. They're not welcome. They, if they turn it on, they turn it off. It doesn't resonate with most women. They, you don't you gals talk- are unicorns. You're, you're, you're That's unique. That's true. Okay. I talk sports I, with no, I agree. Maybe not unicorns. You're you're in the minority. I think women listen to podcasts, but they don't listen to sports talk radio because they're not welcome to sports that talk might, radio. That's also how do you want true. us to welcome you, Carol? Um, I'm just saying they. Hello, ladies. Welcome <laughs> to today's for you. sports broadcast. <laughs> You've been welcome. This is a no mansplaining show today, and we're gonna <laughs> treat you like you know what the fuck you're talking I'm about. Just talking yeah, about exactly. Listeners feeling welcome that that topics, and it's not this shout each other down. Uh, take mm. callers and make them sound stupid. But that's that's just, talk radio. I, that's kind of talk the radio. That's the way it's worked, but that's it's the way also wrestling dying has been. a little bit, and podcasts yeah. are taking over yeah. because it's more of a welcoming format. That's all I, that's yes. my, what I think. Yes. My opinion, I'm stupid. No, that's fine. And I, there's, yeah. a, there's a place for that. Part of what's, to me, sports talk radio, the only thing I've ever done professionally my whole career, basically, is that... We are the voice of the aggrieved fans. We are the voice of the pissed off, frustrated yes. fans. Why the hell are the Orioles, Brit, such a dumpster fire? Every year. Any, Every any year. ideas right. covering them? Uh, yeah. Lots a million, ideas. right? Uh, lots yeah. of ideas. But I do, I will say this. I did one winter go fill in uh, when it was Norris and Davis show. I did fill in in the mornings and... Being a beat writer already for the Orioles, already going on CBS Radio three times a week, I was prepared for the worst. I'm like, here comes the dumpster fire of people. I would say 99% of people were positive um, about having me fill in for a few hours, having me talk about the Ravens. I think part of it is also the knowing who you are, right? I think if they just parachute in a woman to parachute in a woman, it's going to go poorly. But they got to get to know you. That they know, like that's why I think it was important for you. It's like people knew who you were. People knew you knew sports. So I think that kind of helps as well. Yeah. Um, the Orioles are a dumpster fire because of their ownership. It's the same thing as the Mets. Right. You can change the faces same on thing the as carousel, the Redskins but in, or yeah, Washington football. Team. Unless you bulldoze it to the studs, you're just it's just never going to change. Yeah. Coaches come and change. go. Players come and go. Stadiums come and go. Yes. Owners are forever. Yeah, or yes. until they get ousted or they sell the team. Right. And I am praying to the heavens that this owner with this football team is ousted. Uh, I just don't see it happen. He's going to have to be ousted by his fellow owners. They'll have to vote on that, and they're not going to You don't think they, they think still come for it. They don't want – they need to protect their own. I think it's going to happen. It's a good yeah, old Yeah, but, but the minority owners are pissed right. at yeah, this, this point. The they're mi- forcing the issue. Keyword minority there. Yeah, well, they're they're. I think they're going to keep pressing the issue. They should. It's going to take more egg on the face. It, it has to come down to the rest of the owners being embar- being embarrassing enough that yes. they're like, we've got to get this guy out. of Okay, here. it has That's, to be. So, there's there's some sort of video that could be so scandalous that is not even I being know. linked to the top because uh, he's with not the cheerleaders and right. whether or not allegedly uh, he knew about it or didn't know about it. Dan Snyder is. Teflon. What's, and who's and, protecting him are the un, other owners in the league. They're protecting him because he will, they will I think, never uh, vote him out because if they do, then they know people will come for them. And it's a. There is a little bit of fear of that for yeah. sure. But the, Snyder is not smart enough to have been this clean. Like somebody should have something on him by now. He shouldn't be this Teflon. They ousted Jerry Richardson down in Charlotte, basically, or he realized, I'm old, this is going to be ugly, I'm just going to sell the team. 
The right. only way. Dance no, you're right. And then there was the whole the will ponds are out now in New York. There there are instances where you can get an ownership change. It just doesn't happen quite as often as you would like. The yeah. only way it's happening. And who are the best owners in sports? Does anyone ever say like we have a great owner? Um, yeah, they're out there. They're some good owners, right? Look, look at who's winning year over year with different coaches or different players or just know how to go yeah. about running their business. Obviously, Kraft, while he may be a sleazy old man, <laughs> right. knows Listen, how he, to run his business. He had a lot of sympathy there, too, because he was widowed. And oh, I think sympathy. I'm just Come on. there Listen was a little you. more sympathy. It wasn't as scandalous <laughs> because Kraft was widowed and because within we, months of his his beloved video. wife Myra yes. dying, he's flouncing around with that young woman. And like I've found my soulmate. Remember her? Yeah. Now yes. she's gone away. She had one of his kids, and he's like, "Here, just have a bunch of money and go away." <laughs> I also think that fan base. I'm from New England. Is very apologetic. It's like, oh, if the Patriots did it, whether it's cheating, deflating balls. Whatever, it's like, oh, it's fine. It's the, they're winning. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Same thing yeah. in Boston. Alex Cora, I said this last night. I went on Nesson, um, is going to manage somewhere next year. Really? And I think he's probably going to manage in Boston because if you're a Red Sox fan, you're like, cool, he cheated in Houston. Guess what? He won with us in 2018. Let's bring him on back. Mm-hmm. I think there's that mindset, especially among you know certain fan bases, where it's like, who cares what kind of what he's doing, what Kraft is doing in his free time. Who cares that Cora cheated? Like, we won and we're a winning organization. And let's call a spade a spade. Winning means money, and that's all this is about when it comes down to it. In all my years in sports radio, I've never had any fan base say, I'm sorry we cheated. Never. (laughs) Not once. They never say, God, winning that championship was great, but I hate the fact they call us cheaters. Yes. I everyone's cheating. One of everyone's my cheating. Only everyone's cheating, right? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. One of my <laughs> only regrets I had a player text me that. as an athlete was uh, at Drake University, there was this competitor on my own team. Uh, she was a year younger than me. Her name was Cheyenne, and uh, she was taller, a little not as fast, and we would guard each other in practice. And she used to cheat like crazy, hold my jersey, elbow me in the gut, hand check all the time. <laughs> and good, I'm not tough even defense, kidding. Carol. As Stop whining. As yeah, exactly. I, I hope you don't I vote never her. did it back. And it's still one of my biggest regrets this day <laughs> that I you didn't cheat. Regret. She's like, you know what? I should elbow that. You were that too bitch. nice. That I was too nice. And What's I her was name again? Cheyenne. I'm not Something. Gonna... Give it to us, Shy- Carol. Come on. Come on. We'll go hunt her down. Yeah, the internet. Cheyennes could there have been it, Drake. Listen, Let's the, call. Right. We know the year. We know Cheyenne. We got the team roster. We both didn't get it. The a, internet a, is never sleeps. We'll we find were, her. We were Cheyenne, com- we're in a parking lot now if you want to meet. Yeah. Listen here, bitch. We were oh, wait. Com- I can't say that. You say that to her. <laughs> we were uh, competing to come off the bench first, um, and she ended up complaining enough about it that she transferred her parents and everything. It was a big scandal. Right. Her, so. But okay. see, you were regret not playing dirty because she played dirty dirty in my athletic career because i I look back and think you know why did i try to do things the right way i mean i yeah this is why guys took steroids i've i've done the same thing because they work yes because if you're doing it and carol's doing it and i'm just as good as you why am i not doing it and you're a power right. lifter now, right? Yeah, so let's, so let's talk you, about let's, steroids. <laughs> let's talk steroids and power lifting. Have you ever been tempted, you being in that ecosystem? I have not, mostly because it's like a, I am competitive, but like the real competitive part is behind me, right? Oh, I, okay. I mostly do it for fun. Um, I'm an actual person that like, it, I'm not cashing in on $80 million contracts, which would be much more tempting, right? right. I'm just trying to lift as much weight as I can. So I haven't really been like, tempted to cheat i guess but i could see how these guys would and i could see how the astros are like i regret nothing five million dollar penalty one year suspension that ended up being a 60 game season and not even getting forever exactly not even getting booed or egg on your face they would do it again all these i think 29 other teams would do it again yeah Yeah. so far away so as far as the steroids go you know and, and baseball it's like i remember the days when i'd take callers insisting steroids can't help you hit a curveball what's the big deal and i'm like are you really that fucking stupid right of course they're not taking steroids because of the back knee and the shriveled testicles and the possible liver failure they're taking them because they work it allows them another couple of miles per hour of bat speed or it allows them to take more cuts in the cage or recover faster yeah the injury thing i think is huge like hey you can come back in six weeks or you can come back in two 
Do I mean, a ton yeah. of guys chose to do it for that when they got hurt for that reason. And don't you think that's why uh, stringent testing is needed to save them from themselves? Well, they're they're doing it, but they keep trying to stay one step I ahead, yes. and we're still catching guys yep. using stuff because it works. And it's the difference between being in the major leagues and being some slappy working at Dick Sporting Goods. Yep, thirty they're minutes of wonderful. Be. Thirty minutes of wonderful, better than a lifetime of nothing special. Well, that's what they're after. The thing yeah. is, and I had an agent explain this to me the other day. You juice and juice and juice. You get the contract, which in baseball are guaranteed contracts. Yep. You get in trouble. You get suspended for however many games. You're laughing all the way to the bank. You come back. You're apologetic. People forget. Do people still mention that Bartolo Colon cheated? What about David Ortiz in the Mitchell report? Bartolo Colon? Brian Roberts. I, I thought mean, he tested positive for ragu. We forget We forget about all these people <laughs> who cheated. Bartolo yeah. Colon? <laughs> yes. We forget about all these people. Nelson Cruz. We forget about all these guys who were listed on the Mitchell report, oh yeah, like David Ortiz went from a lightweight hitting yes. twin yeah. to, to a this monster. legend <laughs> right. who ex- has capitalized on all of this fame. So yeah. we're a society that forgets. So if you're a player, you're like, I'm doing this. And to a lesser extent, guys, it's the pine tar right now. 75% of the league's using pine tar. The spin rate's through the roof. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pine tar's back again? Pine tar is everywhere. <laughs> and it's technically illegal, but MLB turns a blind eye what do you to mean, it. Technically illegal. Technically. Either it's legal or it's illegal. You cannot use a foreign substance. Oh, okay. But hitters can, pitchers When did can't. they outlaw pine tar? I think it's always Nin- been early outlawed. 90s? Late 80s, they became a big deal I mean, deal the, the George really? Brett pine tar incident is in the pantheon of epic sports moments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's but they just can use it crazy. to hit. But if you watch, like, catchers have it on the sides now. It's eat, Like, guys hide it in certain places. Look at Trevor Bauer has been very open do, about his use of where it. Where do you hide pine tar, rates. Britt? I'm curious. I mean, don't you remember the Yankees pitcher had it all over his hat? Okay. Uh, you hat can behind your ear. Behind your ear. Uh, like your... I said, catchers are usually the guys who have it on their shin guards. Huh. And every time they catch the ball, they'll tar it up, throw okay. it back. Um, but that's something where MLB kind of turns a blind eye to it until it be, somebody says this is out of hand. Right. 75% of the league is doing this. It's cheating to some extent because of the, the absolute spin rates and the way you could control some of your pitches with it. Right. Um, but right now MLB doesn't care, just like the sign-stealing thing. Until it gets so big, they have to confront it. They just don't, and that's historically been what they've done. They yeah. have bigger issues right now. Which is? Uh, MLB baseball? Does. What's yeah. their biggest issue, Carol? Uh, I just think long-time baseball fanatics like myself, uh, some of the other folks I've talked to, there's just so much disinterest. It just seems so phony right now with the 60-game season. We're still a little bit turned off. Uh-oh. Now the Someone World brought Series... her asterisks, Britt, yeah, yeah, to geez. the World Series. Wait a second. So do you not like the, the, the way the games have played out this postseason? It just seems illegitimate. It seems as un, unimportant as any baseball season I've ever watched. That's weird. The really? World Series That's weird has because... captured my attention a little bit. I hope there's a Game 7. I think that will help, but I think interest has been down really? on the level that I've seen. Well, it should be down. I mean, there's a pandemic going right, on, right? Exactly. It, it, should be, it should be down. But I personally looked at this season with a real sideways eye when it began. Mm-hmm. And now that we're into the World Series and the postseason has been what it's been, I'm like, no, this is a real championship. Mm-hmm. We didn't produce two unworthy teams. They're the two right. best teams. Yes. The series has been good. It's been different. It's a real championship. Yep. And would it surprise you, Carol, to know that the World Series games – have had much better viewership than any of the NBA Finals. Um, how's it compared to last year's World Series? That's what I want to know. Um, I believe it's up because last year, I mean, I the know Nats, everyone loves the Nats here, but the Dodgers weren't in it. Yeah, so yeah. They can't be up, though. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. Just because Tampa is Tampa kind of a... Tampa is a very small market team, but right. people forget that the Dodgers are huge. It's like the equivalent of having the Yankees, yeah. right? It's a huge yeah. pull, a huge draw. Look up, I believe it was game... Was it game four? The crazy game? Um, all the viewership that they had there because I think that might have been a a big deal. Um, yeah, World Series ratings take massive hit. Uh, after averaging 9.2 million viewers for Game 1, viewership dropped uh, in Game 2. And, of course, it's going up against football, which it always does in the fall, right. but still. I, I think baseball is fine for the larger picture. What I'm concerned about and those in the game are concerned about is – all these home runs, walks, and strikeouts. Yes, home runs, walks, and strikeouts. The three true outcomes. When the ball's in play like it was on the final play of game four, 
that's fun. That's baseball. It's wild, yeah. Who's running, where you're throwing, who's got it, tag, safe out. There's less and less of that, Carol, now. Yeah. Because everyone's just trying to jack home runs. And a larger picture when I watch, I think, wow, sports in general has figured out how to proceed pretty safely with this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, not they're the not distraction. making any money, though. Yeah, That's it's not thing. the distraction I was hoping it would be. They didn't, you know, capture our attention, especially nationwide, with some great storyline. And football's not either, although I'm completely invested. Right. Um, I just, uh, I'm watching uh, sports figure it out, and I thought, why can't the rest of society, as we proceed through oh having to live yeah. with this virus, why can't we do that? I well, know they have they're getting testing. tested all the time. Yeah, yeah. They're in bubbles. There's reasons for that. I think we're not as invested personally because the media has no access. Yeah. You can't get these great stories that we could in other years, yeah. right? Like, figure out who some of these rays are. My proposal to change a lot of the what you said with the three true outcomes also ties into the four-hour games, which are just brutal. I'll go go get a snack in the fridge, come back, and have not missed a pitch. Right. I think these guys need a pitch clock. I was timing guys that were 30 seconds between pitches. And to me, you cut that down to 15 even, and you do that over the course of, let's say, they see five, six pitches on average. Um, You're shaving an hour off the game. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Now it's a three-hour game, and it's quicker and more exciting. Right. It's pace of everything. But it's, you know, there's no viewing product that comes in a four-hour bag. No. A a movie, a blockbuster movie that you see ahead of time, you're like two hours and 35 minutes, you're like, ooh. Right. I was kind of hoping for... 205. Yeah. Hour 50. (laughs) I know, (laughs) but it's true, and I do You know what I mean? So if you said this movie is great, it's four hours and 14 minutes like game four was, what do you think your wife or date or boyfriend or dude bro would say? Someone fell Ain't got no time for that. (laughs) Four hours and 14 minutes? Get out of here. Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings would push three in a couple of different instances. Never saw it. Don't want to. Uh, (laughs) Here here was Lord of the Rings. Clang, 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 clang. Let's go somewhere else. Clang, 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 clang. Let's go somewhere else. Wake up. For three hours. Oh my God. Totally. Like way too much. But I also thing when you look at the three true outcomes thing and how this would help is it's such a high velocity game now that's the reason these guys are taking 30 seconds mm-hmm. between pitches they are throwing a hundred they're throwing as hard as they can instead of back in the day just getting quick outs and the hitters are in this high velocity game swinging so hard every pitch they actually need to recover so they're mm. stepping out of the box they're fiddling with their batting gloves um, i've talked to a lot of people in that like training space that feel like if you put the pitch clock on guys they're going to throw a little bit less hard and hitters are going to swing more to put the ball in play and it's going to have that positive effect not just on the time of game but on the actual product as well instead of guys taking their time rearing back to throw 101 right they might be 97 and these guys might be like all right i'm exhausted i just swung as hard as i could now i'm just going to hit a flare so i think the pitch clock more than anything else changes this game for the better in a lot of different ways. They debuted it at spring training a little bit. Max Scherzer, I remember him saying he hated it. He hated it. it. Yeah. yeah, they all hate it. Yeah. They all they hate it. They want to be told what to do. They want to control the tempo. I don't it's care. like pro golfers. They don't want to be told, you know, you got to play faster. They're like, mm-hmm. this is for a lot of money. <laughs> I have my yardage books and everything. Right. I'm, uh, I'm running a video here. I just called this up. This is 80s baseball. Reggie Jackson, J.R. Richard for the Astros. Just trying to get a sense of the tempo at which pitchers would throw. I mean, they would work so quick back in the 70s and 80s, the game moved. Yes. And now every at-bat is fiddle this, fiddle that, adjust this, adjust that. It's just, it's not the way it used to be. So they need to work on that. Now, I've had a lot of people, Brittany, tell me that they think Manfred does not know what he's doing. They have very little. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, Phil Wood, who you know uh, for Masson, has said, yeah, he's a nice guy. He just thinks every idea that is ever presented to him is a great idea. Nice and, guy. That's an interesting... Well, maybe he didn't say nice guy. <laughs> he said, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Well, because, yeah, Phil is uh, is opinionated, but he is not crass. I just... Yeah. So he basically said... He, yes. Yeah, he's like, there's no idea that Rob Manfred doesn't think is a good idea. I was just emailing with Phil And that's dangerous for a game with so much tradition. Yeah. And a lot that you can break. You know, you change something, you might break it. Careful. Uh, and just based on some emails back and forth with Phil, who's uh, teaching in person again back uh, uh, in, in Nashville. He's back there. He'll be back for baseball season when it comes back. Anyway, he uh, 
he said same thing like this uh you know this base his beloved sports in a world of hurt it seems pretty uh phony and illegitimate to him and when he said that to me i thought wow you know you are the yeah. biggest baseball historian i know and yeah no he's got are, tons of great memorabilia yeah, yeah, and uh yeah. collectibles yeah. respects the game knows the game and this this year was totally bastardized understood but it looks like Britt, they're going to keep a lot of the stuff and a none of it of the made junk. the game shorter or no. really better. So I, my main problem with him is I think he's the first commissioner we've had who is exclusively an owner's commissioner. Say what right. you will about Bud Selig. He owned a team. We know he liked baseball, yeah. right? He was a huge baseball Loved it. fan, Lived right? It. Yeah. Say whatever. But with Manfred, you just don't get that sense. Here's a lawyer who was real big in contract labor law who the owners thought did a great job for them and has been elevated. So his job here is he works for the owners, I think, more than any other commissioner has. And you're seeing that in the front offices being pared down. Uh, One baseball. Now, MLB has control over MLB.com. They also have control over the Little League program. They're trying to streamline minor league baseball. They're trying to control and have this monopoly over everything. I think that's the most dangerous thing with a guy like Rob Manfred. And it was never more evident than it was when they were in those negotiations. And it was really, it was at May when he came on ESPN and he was interviewed. And he did not even sway to the other side at all. He was just selling. Yeah. yeah. But you know owners. what, though? They won. Yeah. Yep. Piece I mean, of metal. Right. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is they ended up winning. And the players were talking all big. Hell, Blake Snell, who goes tonight, was the same dum-dum who said i'm not risking my life to go out there and pitch yes. that was in may it's like dude you're 23 or whatever Shut That's up. The, the problem is the players union is very overmatched um you know you've seen it before i think they really they're overmatched now they didn't used to be that's yes. the crazy thing yes, they're they used to be the most powerful union in sports right but until you're ready to shut down a whole year and miss a whole year of money you're not going to win against these owners. You're still millionaires against billionaires. Yes. Well, they spent so much time the last CBA arguing for silly things, like more off days and, you know, yeah. tiny trivia, like better clubhouse food <laughs> instead of, like, salaries for about, guys who get paid nothing. And... How about quicker arbitration? Exactly. Getting to yes. arbitration quicker. It's amazing yes. how many good players in their early 20s are under control for a pittance. Yes, these are things. And baseball players still have that mentality of like, well, I did it. I got paid peanuts in the minor leagues and for the first X <laughs> so amount of years. What? Right, so they don't really – I think they need to adopt the feeling of let's make it better for the guys behind us. A lot of times in pro sports yeah. it's like, I got hazed as a rookie. You should get hazed as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. like, really? You know, like it's so <laughs> archaic. How about I make your path better because it sucked what I – what happened to me and I don't want it to happen right. to you. I yeah. think athletes are just very like selfish in that yeah. regard, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about covering a man's sport <laughs> as a female reporter. You guys have both done it, been on the front lines. You've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I, uh, uh, for, I try to forget that I'm covering a man's sport as a female reporter. I've done it so long. Right. Um, I hope that most of the people that are I'm trying to reach don't think of me as a female covering right. a man's yeah. sport. I I lost that feeling way back in Iowa, you know, when I first my first few stations. Uh, not so much Denver because both in Iowa, a uh, boss in Iowa and a and a boss in Denver told me um, when I was ready to be promoted, move up, that that it wasn't a place for a woman in a main sports role. I actually, I could have have gotten so many, if if the the temperature and the culture was out there today, what I've had to go through, I could have gotten so many people fired. But back then, it was okay to say (laughs) that. And when you're like, "Mm, this market's not ready for a woman in a main sports role. And I just said, thanks for your honesty. And that's what brought me here. I got my agent. Uh, I told her, you know, yep. I went around all these different markets yeah. and I picked this one and I got here and I didn't think of me as a woman in a right. man's world. But you're dealing with maybe, I don't know what the percentage is, let's call it 85% really solid dudes who get it. Yeah. But a 15% layer of yeah. Neanderthals, who dipshits. Be, who have demeaned, belittled, dismissed, discounted yes. everything I've said from... The get-go. So you want to get me riled up? I was talking to The Athletic about possibly writing some of my eh, Me Too stories, but some of my experiences Ooh. when the Redskins Ooh. came out, Ooh. David oh. Aldridge and I. Ooh, and you get a dish actually, on that? I actually thought about some of the stuff I had to go through, and you know what? Here's why I didn't. I 
at the time didn't speak up for fear of uh, retribution, and that was on me. And now women are speaking up, and I'm so proud of the younger women and the generation. Maybe my legacy is just laying a path for right. the women behind me to feel that comfortable and right. welcome enough to. Like They're like, wait a second, you can't talk to me like that, or you can't treat me like that. I took it. I took it because I just was... Give was us told one. I was lucky to be there. Give us yeah. one unnamed, juicy, inappropriate Me Too type of thing. Yeah, no I've names. Heard some terrible. I things. want to hear one story. No names. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, some of them I've already talked about. I mean, you're talking about like uh, it's it's team employees asking you out on a date, which is it's not so much. Okay, or making comments you about names. your physical I'll appearance. I'll give right. you names. No, I, yes. there's so many. Yes, yes and yes, and yes, and yes. How about like the Zapecast uh, will not be held liable for any names that come out possibly. <laughs> okay, all right. So let's say there is a prominent coach. We won't name the sport. Uh-huh. And what did he say to you? When I was covering him as a player, it wasn't so much saying I, uh, this is just a very innocuous story where I was a sideline reporter and he came over and did an interview right after the game and went off to the locker room. And this is just one of the very little innocuous ones, okay? There's some bigger ones. This, and within a few minutes, somebody from the locker room comes out and just gives me his number. And... <laughs> And says, call me. Call me. What? Yeah. And I didn't. And I had to cover him with that awkwardness uh, between us the rest of the season. Do you know what I mean? So So he was a player. Yeah, it was just just stupid. So one of his lackeys brought a number out to you. That's a huge move in sports. Okay, so what do you, have you seen anything, Britt? You don't have to name names. No, no, no. I've, I've gone on many podcasts. I actually went on Jeff Perlman's podcast and kind of detailed and it kind of blew up. But the night before the Orioles... First playoff game in 15 years. I get a text from a guy uh, on the team saying he's got news, something to tell me. You have your reporter hat on. You're like, oh, my God, someone's hurt. I'm all over it. Like, yes, yes. Uh, We agreed. Text back forth. We agreed, like, let's not meet in the hotel lobby where the team is staying because nobody, you know, I didn't want to be seen talking to him. Right. right? Then people would know where I got this big story. Clandestine operation. So he's like, come on up to my room. No. Oh, Again, boy. though, you're in the you're in the reporter hat. You're like, but yeah, you great have idea. Do you have hairs in the back of your neck? I didn't have any. Like, oh, this is gonna be weird because he hadn't crossed the line at all at, up to that point, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I get up there, the um, lights are all dimmed, the candles are lit, and Drake is playing. Jesus and, Christ! Yeah, and <laughs> the long story short, obviously tries to seduce me. I'm totally flummoxed. I'm like, what did I, you know, you're always thinking like, what did I do to give mm-hmm. this vibe off? And he's like, well, you were nice to me. And you're like, it's my job to be nice to you. Like, it's my job to be nice to everyone on the this team. This is a ball player? Yes. And <laughs> you're like. Uh, a so, fucking ball player. So you were nice to me. So then I'm trying to get out of this room, right? He tries to kiss me. I like pushed him away. It's kind of, I'm kind of like, oh, like, this is kind of terrifying, right? Damn. I'm maybe 25 at this point in time. Damn. Uh, so you're like, God. So I run out of the hallway, and I see at the other end, this is like a team floor. I see at the other end of the floor, there's like one of their coaches like far away. And I'm like, oh, fuck, are you kidding me? So I take the stairwell. He's on like floor 26, and I'm just running down the stairwell. Yeah, like get your cardio in. Set, in tears, hoping I don't see anyone. Yeah. Like absolutely terrified. And then I had to cover him. Like, yeah. it's the playoffs. Yeah. You have to see them. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, hey, how's, uh, how'd that 3-2 pitch go the other night? Right. And how about that weird Drake thing you how tried to ambush me How about that thing with? where I yeah. said, hey, you're married, and you told me, no, that's for tax purposes. And I was like, well, they're tattooed on your back. <laughs> and, you know, I've been followed <laughs> wow. in Boston. I've been followed by a, a Red Sox player who saw me at breakfast back to my hotel room. Mm. And they would just got my phone number and would text me every time mm-hmm. they were in town. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it was a lot. I'm sure, Carol, we, we could talk stories for days. Right. The worst part about being a female that never goes away is, for some reason, these guys who never get told no yep. always think that you are somehow game right. because you're nice. But if mm-hmm. you're not nice, you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. So there's no right. in between. Right. There's no in between. Exactly. Listen, That's I, tough. I, that was back in my 20s, too. So right now, if anyone wants to hit on me, feel free. Free, yeah, exactly. Really? <laughs> it's funny how that goes away as you get older. I'm I was like, like, you know what? I, I would take a little Drake. I'd take a little Drake now I just and again. Want a side eye or a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just, just your number. Kidding. Something <laughs> to help my ego slide into down. my DMs. No, that happens now too. Now that's 2020. Oh, big the, the time. DM the DMs. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and I get, I have a, 
a little group of younger female reporters who are in their 20s still and and they'll they'll send me screenshots and they'll be like what do you think of this DM? yeah what do yeah. you think of this like yeah. should i respond to this this guy wants to go get breakfast like how yeah. does this you know right. i've sort of become like the unofficial like no that guy's shady i've heard bad about yeah. him or oh no he's super nice i think it's okay if you keep it super professional mm. and it's coffee i tell all my interns um and i've done the same thing where i've shown interns because i'm so out of touch i'm like is this guy flirting with me? Right. Like, is it? What is this? Ad, I'm texting with this athlete about story. Is this flirting? Is he? Is he coming on? To Was me? there I a dick picture with it? Because that's <laughs> no, flirting. That's no, flirting. No. <laughs> but I tell all the interns I've ever worked, and I've been trying to be so encouraging. Yeah. And and but I say, please, please, don't be hot. I mean, and, and it's okay that you're beautiful and you're just naturally. What's hot. the line between beautiful and hot? Uh, That's a tough one right it's there. It's exactly the way you the dress. I was just like, don't do it. Don't become, don't get your jobs because you're hot. Don't flaunt your hotness. Don't try so hard to matter because it is not about you. Yeah. Right? right? And social media makes them think they got to get all I know. these likes. And They're thirsty. Gotta, and those yes. butt pictures and the, you know, the sexy. And I just Here's me like, in my bathing suit. So I, and like, then I say, that's number one. It's not about you. It's about your work and your yeah. preparedness yes. and what you can bring to the table if, you've, if you're entertaining yes. and knowledgeable because that's your lasting legacy. And I'd say the second thing is absolutely, and I don't know if they do this or not. I've, I've heard different stories of different people. Do not, and I never did, do not date any athletes oh, that you oh, cover. No. God. No. It ruins you. And no. it, it will ruin your reputation. You better be damn sure. And like Jenny Dell, you better marry the guy. Like Will Middlebrooks, um, they're friends of mine. She was in Nesson for a while. Yeah. Dated Will Middlebrooks. They have two children now. Um, she left Nesson. That so is there the, are you, Cinderella stories. You, like Rebecca Lobo uh, is married to Steve Russian. Yes. As a flip side, which people... You know, Steve Russian probably never got half the shit that Jenny Dell did yeah. because of the gender reversal. Yeah. What's Jenny um, Dell doing these days? She works for CBS. She's hot. Oh, so, sorry. Was that my out loud voice? Yeah. yeah. She's so, probably a wonderful person and a great journalist. She, she is. Sorry. She's a See, very and nice my person. Res- my hot resentment comes through just because I'm looking at pictures of us on the jumbo screen. Uh, jumbo yeah, screen the TV here. Like, and the, the man, studio. I've never been hot. So maybe being hot Bullshit. is Bullshit. What? Carol. No, I'm, I think Carol, I'm you are hot door. as shit. Let me, let me tell Carol. you. You say. You say. To your interns, don't be hot. I right? mean, like sexy. Let, me, let yeah. me tell you something. Let me tell you. Speaking from a Neanderthal man's brain, <laughs> hot is confident. Hot is funny. Hot is smart. Hot is a lot of things to guys. Trust me. When guys talk and they they they, they talk about women who are athletes or reporters or whatever, the who you think is hot is a very personal thing, and it can encompass a lot of qualities. Right. And sometimes the most done up and over the top Instagram thirsty girls are like, ugh, disgusting. It's almost too easy. Like, I've had players that are like, oh, her? Like, that's too easy. Like, we are more difficult because we don't present that, like, oh, I'm just here to flirt with players kind of approach. What gives it away? The big F you on my forehead? Right. <laughs> you know what I have found, too? And I don't know about if this relates to you, but like, what I have found now as the years have gone by is players are used to seeing females in the clubhouse, they're yeah. fine. It is the other reporters and the front office types who yeah. pose the most resistance. Like, I've had reporters say to my face, oh, that guy just told you that because you flirt with him. Uh huh. Like, yeah. I, I do the same thing you do, but when I do it, it's flirting. That's right. when I get. That's when the the um, stuff boils up when they're like, "Oh, you have your radio show just because they wanted a woman," and yeah. you're just like, yes. "I was told that to my face by people. Oh, they. I know why you're there. Right. I was like to check a box. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm not a box checker. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I've never been a box checker. Maybe when I first started. Uh, I was a token female breaking into the business. They were like, oh, you know, it would be great to have a woman. I made sure I was credible and I was worthy and I had earned everything I ever got. So I just hope that to know that that might be my legacy as I'm completely out of the business now, I'm pretty proud of that. But I still wish I cheated while I was playing. Still wish, still wish she cheated. <laughs> still has that regret I back in the day. I still want to go back to college and play basketball and elbow and hand check people. Yeah. Oh. Here, you know one of the hottest things I ever saw and witnessed in sports? My favorite 
LPGA player is Paula Creamer. Mm-hmm. I call myself the future ex Mrs. Creamer. <laughs> Although I think she did get married and I think she did get divorced. Whatever. So it's me and my buddy Cowboy Mike and his girlfriend Janice at the uh, LPGA Championship up at Bully Rock in uh, Harvard de Grace. Oh, you you nice. know that where yeah. that is, right, Britt? You, yeah, yeah. You do too. I've been to a wedding there. Yeah. So, uh, and, and they were. LPGA event, even though it's a major, there's not a lot of fans. So you're able to get pretty close to the players. And so we're following around uh, Paula Creamer, and she's playing with, you know, some young, very good Asian player, Korean player, and this Korean player hits a ball deep in the woods on six, ends up finding it. But it's like by a bunch of grass and a log and whatever, and she comes over to see what's going on because there's her caddy and she's there. And we're watching this just a couple feet away. And the caddy, the Korean player, the caddy is like, well, can I take a drop here? And Paula Creamer goes, yeah, we're even stomping around for the last 30 minutes, whatever, turns and walks away. (laughs) And I damn near lost it at that moment. I was like, that is so fucking hot. (laughs) She is, she is such a badass. Like she was not having it. She was like, you fucking cheater, whatever. <laughs> so hot can be different to yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's true. Okay, it, it's that's all true. relative. I, I wasn't ever trying to be hot. I'm just. I was just saying. You sometimes I look at. I you know the women who are getting into the business now. Immediately, if they're hot, you think, oh, they got the job because they're hot. Yeah. And I, I just want but, to make sure credible comes first. But the that's problem is, point. television yes. is a beautiful person medium. Period. Yes. Yeah. They tend to put, I mean, if if you're not, if you're homely and you're on TV, you're a token. You're a dude. You're a dude. <laughs> right? But even the dudes on TV. Oh, no five. way. High five. No girls. way with the beautiful dudes on TV. Doug, right, Doug girls on TV right there. <laughs> on Doug. the jumbo screen is Redskin Showtime. Yeah. Who got you on TV? Thank you. Man? Let's not I even. I appreciate that very much. Oh. 15 years ago, Comcast Sports Night brought you, you on. Yeah. And, got, and then, I, then, then like, one interview with Brunel, and I was never <laughs> on again. <laughs> you watch ESPN, NFL Network, MLB Network. You watch these big networks. It is not a prerequisite for men to be attractive. No. It's not. No. It's not a prerequisite, but how many ugly dudes are on ESPN? There's tons of ugly dudes. Oh, oh my God. Let's start listing them. I don't want to say. I don't want to name, name guys. Them, <laughs> but there are huge ears and noses and okay. terrible hair and eyebrows that need to be trimmed. They're not every necessarily day. in shape. But there's a lot of. But there's a lot of shape. If there was a woman who was a little husky, she would be nowhere I, near TV. I hear you. I hear you. How come there's no male sideline reporters? There are. Yeah, yeah two. Dan Evan Coco? Wash. Evan Washburn and Dan Colton. Dan Colton did it forever. Kevin Burkhardt did it at SNY yeah. for a really long time. It's generally Ken though. Ken Rosenthal and Tom Verducci. I'm trying to think of NFL now? Network. NFL Network has a few. It's still like nine to one. Yeah. It's an entry because level. It's a terrible it, thing to say though because it's really just we're here to entertain you men. And I hate that. It was the only way for women to get in for a long time. I know. Time. It's changing, but for a while it was like, cool, you want to be in sports? We have the job for you. It is this we're one your job. eye candy. Yeah, that's and it's it. like. No, they're right. they're bringing. Right. They have we, some. We could have hired a microphone stand, but we're going to hire you instead because you're a, better looking than a microphone. Getting stand. to do it in football, and then last year filling in uh, for Alex Chapel a little bit in baseball. I realized it is incredibly difficult. Yes, because you, ha- I have maybe twenty topics that I could. Uh, add and bring to the table sure. on a, in a given day. I just had a million conversations in the clubhouse. I come up. I, I kind of know when they want to come to me, but I don't know what exactly I'll be saying or who I'll be talking about, depending on the situation of the game. Yes. So all of a sudden we go to break, and the producer will give my ear and say, okay, we're going to come back from break, and you talk to Sean Doolittle today. Uh, come up and uh, tell us what you learned today about Sean Doolittle. And so, and by the way, and do it before the first pitch, the next pitch is delivered, because yeah. we want to make sure that you're shut up. So you don't know how much time you have. You don't know. So you have, I have about 30 seconds to think about, oh yeah, that Sean Doolittle conversation when he's talking about the toe tap and how he's been able to eliminate it because of, not because of the outlash or the backlash, but because of whatever is back. It's a a sniper shot of a job. I I get that. You got a one little spot. Bang, you got to hit it. look good for a second, and then you got to just be able to talk freely and get out before the That said, you had all game to think about a question. You, but Not you're also feeding what I don't think people realize, the broadcast stuff, because you're on the eye level a lot. So you can see, like, so-and-so just left the game and yeah, yeah. went into the tunnel and right. had a fit. Right. Oh, this guy is doing this in the dugout. Well, in the and NFL. You are feeding yeah. the broadcast stuff, especially True. in the NFL. Yeah. You're saying, Although, this guy won't return. Here's what I'm seeing. Yeah. 
So people don't realize that just because they're not also talking all the time, they're still helping. Yes. Yeah, broadcast. they're the eyes on the ground. Uh, give the yes. producer right. heads up. Guess what's going on back here? The again. only thing is the NFL really restricts what they allow the sideline reporters to do, which is unfortunate because if they were allowed to have almost free roam, it'd be un- unbelievable. They would say, all right, let's throw it down to the sideline. Pam Oliver, what happened? Uh, yeah, Andy Dalton just called his offensive line a bunch of fucking pussies, yeah. and uh, they need to block better. Yeah. Back to you in the booth. Ooh. <laughs> You know what I mean? Totally. But they don't want all that. They they want to really control the information. And even the injuries. You don't get well, the deets on I the injuries. When I knew someone wasn't available, I wasn't, ex- I wasn't ever really able to re- – like, if uh, I knew somebody wouldn't be available that day, right. I couldn't report it. Because you were also at Masson, and that's an issue, too, is that when you work for the team, right, is that you guys mm-hmm. are always going to be happy and bubbly, yeah. and you yeah. can't give, like, the – well, Sean Doolittle said, this guy sucks, and there was this fight I heard about pregame, right? Yeah. Like, Masson, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cut yeah. away from Carol, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> there and goes. we lost Carol. It was we weird. Some mic went out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You get to know these teams, and you get to know too much. You get yes. to know so yeah. much that – the entities that have relationships with the team won't let that stuff get out. But you know it's the case. So there's a fine line. All right, just to wrap it up here, because I'm hungry and I owe you gals lunch, and I thank you very much for stepping in here today. Who are you most, who do you admire the most in sports media? Keep it to the ladies. Oh, Maloney. Oh, yes. she's up there, though. Yeah, I mean, she's I a think, badass. I think um, there's. A, I don't think you can answer that with. I can't answer that with one person. Yeah, Susan Couple. Waldman, as I mentioned, is, a, is a mentor. a stud. Got it. Yeah. Um, so I would say her as well. How about well. Julie Donaldson? I don't know Julie that well. Okay. It's weird. I know her cousin is my really good friend. Okay. Um, I, but right. I was never in the Redskins land. Okay, fair um, enough. It's Nationally, funny, when, when Britt and I met. Back was it a year or two ago when we first met, and we'd both been in the business in different markets because you were up in yes. Baltimore, I was here, and I had covered the Orioles a long time ago. But we both were immediately because you you can recognize someone's work ethic and talent, and just and for women, it's very important women support each other and be applauding each other's success. And we did that from the right. get go because mm-hmm. we we had already known and heard and established. I was already a big fan, and I was like telling her, I was like, "You're the reason I subscribed to the Athletic when you went there." And that, she did. It was very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's because nice. I, I want, yeah, so it, it was awesome. Yeah, yes. Ramona Shelberg at, at uh, ESPN. Mm-hmm. Who writes? I, I really like. There's not too many. We've spent a lot of time talking about the TV. female sports writers. Where are the national female sports writers? Right. Like, where are they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, Chris, Christine Brenneman yeah. is another one. Yeah, there's so many. So that's Sally what, Jenkins. You're Sally. definitely on my list, and there's so many to name. I wouldn't, and you're naming a lot of people that um, that I have admired. Are and there respected. some women without naming names that you say to yourself? Mm. She's, yeah. she's bad. She's bad for us for as us. a gender. Yes. yes. And I say this to younger reporters all the time. Listen, it's also not just about you. Every time you misbehave or something happens, we all take a step back. We all take a half step back. Am I right? There's every no time, room for error right. for any of us. Every time it's like so-and-so is sleeping with this guy, we all take that collective step back. And or. I think that makes it harder. Every time you have a Sally Jenkins who does the position and does it well and you never hear anything bad about her, it helps us, right? It helps yes. further. But every time, you know, we're constantly like, I feel like teetering back and forth. And that's got to be tough because there's a lot of you gals in the biz in line, doing the right thing, and there's a bunch of line crashers. Yes. Thirsty yes. girls that are just causing mayhem, trying to jump well, ahead by doing things that yeah. are... Sometimes it's not their fault. It's the and managers... And sometimes they get taken advantage they of. They are yes. put in these positions they're not ready for, and because they're... like, Do you remember the best damn sports show, period? Yes. Yes. Who was that woman that was... Terrible, and then she ended up doing was it Monday Night Football, and she was oh terrible. Lisa Guerrero was it, no I don't, was that her name was that it, it was maybe and I she was know. not ready and she probably they ruined her and I don't know what she Leanne did. Tweeden uh, is that it Lisa yeah, Guerrero yeah, was on there yeah yeah uh, Jillian that, Barbary no she was good no how about Carissa Thompson my fellow she was Gaucho good. Yeah, I love Chris I don't know her but I've heard nice things yeah, about her yeah. um the, you know who else I really respect in, is Jamel Hill because she's never afraid to say exactly yes. what she thinks she went to Michigan State she wrote me recommendation letters in college actually I wrote to her and we developed a relationship through there but she's never backed down she'll go after ESPN she'll go after you know 
unapologetic or whoever. She just doesn't care. And I think no matter what you believe, it is refreshing to have somebody who is just like, you know what? You don't agree. I don't care. I'm not changing this. Unapologetic. If I could go back to and do anything else, I would be unapologetic. Yes. Stop feeling like, you know, I'm just, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry for being here if you don't want right. me here. And you'd, like, right. just, you'd just throw yes. more elbows, too. I would, totally. I throw but it's true. wicked fucking elbows. Look how sharp these are. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You guys, they're sharp. They're sharp. I mean, knives at the end of her uh How about this? Instead of wishing you could go back, Carol, uh-huh. get back in the game and start throwing really some elbows. Do you think somebody who's years old, my, yes. how am I going to get back in the game now? I think you when, can. When the pandemic comes, do you see anyone my age getting hired out there? Carol, I think you can. Everyone I would contact as a like somebody who could help me has either been I laid can't off speak to or TV. cutting. Yeah. I can't speak to TV. That's what a tough radio? biz. <laughs> Writing podcasts. How about, how about vi- van podcasts I think for nothing but uh, <laughs> free lunch? And light lunch. <laughs> I do have a position open on that. <laughs> I love this van. This and if, if your wife says it's okay, I'd like to live here. <laughs> I'll be living in a van down, down by the river. river. Yes. But at least someone. it'll have Wi Fi. So we got that. Yeah. No, right. I, I, uh, I agree. So fun. I think All you right. can do it, Carol. Thanks, Thank, thanks guys, for coming out. Let's go have some lunch, shall we? If you got time. All right, let's do it. I'll admit, I got even better inside deets at lunch with Carol and Britt. And no, of course, I'm not going to reveal them here because who would ever talk to me again if I gave up all the good stuff? Some things must be kept buried, you know that, because it's hearsay and it's potentially explosive and damaging and can't be verified, and that's not what we're about. However, that said, I do love sports, and I love women in sports, and not just because I have two daughters who I would love to, if they ever wanted to, get into sports. This is not your tree fort in your backyard when you were 10 years old. No girls allowed. Let the girls play. Those who have game, of course, it's so much more fun for everybody. In the meantime, your feedback, thoughts, and perhaps suggestions on future topics on Wednesday's episodes of Now for Something Completely Different, very much welcome. They can be sent my way, as always, to zabe at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.